Can You Stand the Rain? This is Cocoa Butter and Sunshine. I'm your host, Drea Siobhan. It is a pleasure to be with you on this Thursday, May 18th. Wow. It, so much has been going on. I actually recorded the last the episode four when I was um, on a trip going to Mississippi. I actually stayed at a casino hotel, the Margaritaville in Shreveport, and deleted it, guys. I actually recorded it and accidentally deleted it so I could not post it. But the episode was dedicated to my sister, Stephanie. Uh, she was graduating from uh, college and then my sister Candace had her baby shower and my grandfather, Willie D, was on his birthday. And I, I always love to say my grandfather's favorite saying, put this in your pipe and smoke it. So we're going to put this in our pipe and smoke it today. I have so much in store to talk about. Um, let me tell you about my journey first. <laughs> my journey to Mississippi was pretty interesting. I had a good time going. Um, I just... Mississippi, when I drive into that state, it's like the feel of oppression. <laughs> and I know some people will understand what I'm talking about. Some people will be like, what? Well, when I'm... When I drive into Mississippi, I start to think of the stories that my grandparents told me about picking cotton and all the things that they went through with getting dogs sick on them and things like that. So my first mind is always thinking about what they went through and what they endured in that state. So I'm not really excited or hyped up when I go there, but I am excited about seeing family. So my sister was graduating. She got her uh, undergraduate in psychology. And so I was excited to go into attend because anyone who knows me knows I love graduations. And I love graduations mainly because it's a new chapter of someone's life. And with that, you know, when you graduate from college, it's like, oh, I'm about to get a job. I'm about to get at least 50000 70000 <laughs> and like and, and everyone who knows who's been through this process know that that's not the case like you are not going to get what you think when you first get out you may be working at a job paying ten dollars an hour um, with a college degree and so that was the same experience that I had I graduated from the University of White, UW Whitewater in Wisconsin thinking, oh, once I graduate, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Reality set in and I was working two jobs, seven days a week and reality in life just kept punching me. And so I like to attend those things because I, I always want to see the person, you know, just see them graduate and, and sharing that experience of their life. 
but also I feel like just being present, you know, just sharing in that this new chapter in their life. And then my sister Candace is had her baby shower, which was awesome. And I'm so proud of her that she's still continuing her education, uh, even though she is pregnant. Because so, so many times, and I've seen it before, especially when I was an undergrad, when the girls would get pregnant in college, they would just quit. They would stop. You know, they it was like, oh, I'm getting my MRS degree and I'm having a baby and I'm done. No, you got to keep going. You have to forge forward and make sure that you are putting your education first. So, and then also, oh God, there's so much going on. I, w I had such a great experience. I love seeing my sisters. They're like so special to me. But one of the things that, that happened during the trip is that my car broke down. So I was coming back from the event and these events and, you know, not realizing that my car had any issues. So I'm driving back from Mississippi to Texas. I'm, I'm located in Texas, Austin, Texas. And so I leave that Monday. I think it was May 8th. And so I'm going back home 630 in the morning and I decided to start driving in the daytime. I travel a lot. And so I usually, I used to drive at night. And so what I decided this time is to drive during the daytime. It was something in my spirit that kept saying, go ahead and drive in the daytime because the state and climate of this country is just really unsafe for a single black female to be driving in the middle of the night. Luckily, driving in the daytime, car breaks down. You know, I blast my music at like the highest level because that's how I deal with uh, driving because I'm focused on the road, music blaring. I love music. And then also it keeps me focused because I feel like I have some type of anxiety when driving. So it calms that down. And it's kind of like my white noise in the background. So I'm driving back from Mississippi to Texas. Car breaks down in Edwards, Mississippi. Wow. So, okay, that happened. So as soon as that happened, I'm like freaking out. I have progressive insurance. And so I called the, the progressive people. They sent someone out to tow my car. Ended up finding out, like, you know, there's smoke under the hood and stuff like that. So the car is unrepairable, I guess. They said that I um, the overheated the motor. And so not only did the water pump come off, but then also the, I guess, the belt came off. And then it was like, okay, what do I do? So, of course, I called for called my siblings they're kind of busy and I and plus I'm in the middle of nowhere I'm like two and a half hours away from them and so I decide to just rent a car and just get home because I have to be back in the city well mind you I'm at this small station they're like two older white men looking at me like they've never seen someone like me before and I think it was mainly because I called the place ahead of time just to let them know that I was coming and bringing in my car. Well, sometimes when I put on my Becky, I don't look like what I sound like on the phone. So they were in, in surprise and shock. And it was just like, oh, they didn't expect me. They did not expect this, this black woman to come into this shop. And so again, I'm in the middle of nowhere in Mississippi. I think I was on the outside of Vicksburg. I ended up in Vicksburg, Mississippi. That's where I was. So I ended up renting a car 
and let me tell you about this experience. And uh, the, I called Enterprise, rent a car, and then all of a sudden, I call and they, I'm not gonna say this young man's name, but they call, some, this young guy comes and he picks me up, and so we move everything from my old car to the, this rental car, and so the guy comes, uh, and he assists me and then we get into the car and he's driving me back to the Enterprise rental car place. <laughs> so, so we get to this place and sure enough, when we were in the car and he's like, do you mind if I play my music? Sure, no problem. Child, if this man did not start <laughs> playing, um, some two live crew, hey, we want some pussy. I was like, oh my God. So, me being the person that I am, I like to humor people, <laughs> and everyone who knows my personality knows, like, I get a laugh out of anything, and I mean anything, like, anything can make me laugh. So, I'm just, I was like, he's like, I'm gonna turn it down. I was like, no, go ahead, turn it up loud, because <laughs> they can't nothing else ruin my day today. So, I was like, okay, let me just listen to this well, you know, close my eyes, and just listen to rap. I love rap music. Everybody who know me know. How I get down, you know, rap is my thing. But I'm thinking if this was any other person, would he play that music? You know what I mean? Like if I wasn't a black person, he definitely would not be playing that music. It would be so unprofessional. But that just shows like, I think he told me he was like 25 years old. So that tells me that his, his mind frame is definitely not set to professionalism. And thinking that I'm an older, like, I'm th I'm 38. So it's just like, I am definitely your elder, but I can definitely be your auntie or something like that. And so I just, I, I find so much humor in that. So that was my past week. And I have learned, I have learned it that, you know, I always say, I'm a city girl. I'm a city girl. I'm a city girl. Baby, when I tell you. And I do tell you that I thought I was a city girl until I started having to take public transportation. And so I believe it was last week when this happened, before I went and got a rental car for the weekend, I was taking the bus and riding a bike to get to my uh, place of employment. And so um, get to the bus stop one afternoon older white gentleman is pretty much drinking. I think he was drinking like a 40 or something like that, which I found really odd because it was like 4.30 in the afternoon. So he's talking to this younger white girl and I, he's like, come over here. And I'm like, girl, don't go over there. And so he's like, you're the reason why there's these little, you know, you know how they have a bench. And there's like these little dividers so other people can sit. Well, he was telling her that 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 was preventing him from sleeping. And she was the reason why. And I'm like, okay. I said, girl, stop talking to him. And then he starts to call her a bitch and myself a bitch. And I just, in my, I, luckily I was in my right mind and not my like, leave me the hell alone mode. So... I just ignored it. But it's just like dealing with public transportation in any inner city. You're going to have some form of craziness. And I realized that I am definitely not a city girl when it comes to public transportation. Now, if you and I'm 
I didn't realize how like bougie I was when it comes to certain things, but I can, you know, I'm definitely not like the person who wants to take the bus on a regular basis. That's just not my thing. I think if it was sunny days, I would definitely be down for it. But when it's rainy and crappy, no. So I know there are people who have to take public transportation. And, you know, when you think about when you don't have public transportation, you can't go, you know, if you don't have a washer and dryer like myself, I don't have a washer and dryer just because I didn't feel a need for it. Um, and plus, I love going to the laundromat and, and um, having less of a water bill and things of that nature. And so you start to think about like single women with children and how that affects them and trying to get around and having to buy groceries and to wash their kids clothes and if they have to get to the school and if they have to you know if the kids want after school programs there's so many different things to think about when it comes to public transportation and that for me um, they have uh, I think today is when Lyft and Uber are now back in supposed to be back in Austin and now there's a lot of controversy as it relates to the two because a lot of people say they're taking money from the taxi cab drivers and I don't know if that's true or not um, that's not my industry so I can't really speak on it hundred percent but there needs to be multiple means of transportation for people to get around and navigate within a city that is growing tremendously like Austin is uh, this city is expanding at a rapid rate the growth in you know, the development has been vast within the past. I mean, I've been here since 2004, 2005, and I've seen such growth that, I mean, a lot of people are being uh, kind of pushed out, a lot of low-income people, to different cities. And so the transportation there may not be as great. So I'm always thinking about the people because I am for the people especially the black community, the, the brown community, um, anyone, people of color in general. So, and so I was going to do different sections, but I'm just going to ramble on today because I feel like there's so many different topics to talk about. I don't want to talk about y'all president because we all know that's, that is, it is what it is. He's here and there's, I mean, hopefully they'll impeach him, but who knows. So one of the things I want to talk about is resiliency. And I think to be a black person or person of color in the United States of America, you have to have the DNA to be resilient. And the definition of being resilient is a person able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. And we know we live in a country where there's definitely a sense of, you know, you have to jump through hoops to get to where you want to go in life. And so being able to recover from that, you know, I just think about my experience this past couple weeks and being in a city with no transportation and no family to support me, I'm pretty resilient and very able to take care of myself. But I'm thinking about some people who don't have that um, within them to push themselves or motivate themselves, like certain things could get them down just because there there may be something, an obstacle that comes. And you want, they look at start to look at the world negatively. And one of the things that my grandmother used to always say 
And it always kind of irked me because that's not the case. She would always say, if it's not one thing, it's another. I think about that and I say to myself, like, I don't want to think like that. I don't want to think, you know, there's going to be a constant something coming at me because I know that whatever comes my way that I'm able to bounce back from and recover from. And every day that I've gone through something, I've been able to go through it. And so being able to go through all those days, I'm still here. I'm still surviving. Nothing broke me. It didn't, you know, it didn't take me out. It didn't take me under. And so I am trying to live my life in a positive way of, you know, things are going to come. But it's just like, okay, uh, in the profession that I work, and I don't know if I said this in the previous episodes, is problem solving. I problem solve all day. And so coming up with a different method or a different way to do something, if it doesn't work one way, let's try another way. And so when we talk about resiliency, there are going to be so many different things that come our way in life from, you know, loss of jobs, loss of spouses. Uh, there's going to be loss of friends. And I mean, just different things that, that may irritate you and things don't go the way that you necessarily want them to go. I know that I used to be the type of person when I was younger, like really younger, especially in my teens where I just assumed that things were going to go a certain way and it had to go the way that it, that, that I saw it in my mind in order for uh, me to see it as a success. But that's not how life is. You know, as I've gotten older, I'm starting to realize that just go with the flow and let things happen. And so if it doesn't go the way that you want it to, you know, you find a, a different method of dealing with it. And I think for me, it also comes with coping skills, loss of things and being able to view things in a way that allows them to, to uh, realize that, you know, something didn't work the way that you want it to. And that's okay. Like, because it didn't work out the way that you wanted to, life doesn't end because it didn't go your way. Um, I think we get caught up in the one-way method, and, and that's just really not life. Life is very fluid. And so we have to look at it in a way that um, allows for uh, various, various endings you know, there was once a book that I used to like when I was little where you can choose and pick your own endings. And depending upon that you would read the book and you're like, oh, I want this ending. I want that ending. It always was different. And so you have the ability to choose which way things go. It's more of your attitudes. Like how, how are you going to see things in a positive way? It's all about perspective too as well. Hmm. I could have viewed this past week as the most terrible week of my life in the humidity and hot Austin. But it was just like, okay, this is what I have to do to get to where I need to get to pay my bills. <laughs> so I was getting there by any means necessary um, because I needed the hours that I needed to make the money that I wanted to make. And so I think a lot of the times we get caught up in what was me. That is like the worst thing that you can do in any situation. Even though lots of trials would come at you, the more trials come at you, I promise you from my life and what I've experienced in life, the more that you go through, 
and overcome and have a positive attitude in. And I know it's really hard sometimes to do that. Then the outcome, the latter part of my life, now that I'm seeing it, is so much better than the, all the things that I went through. It was I went through all of them for a reason to shape me into the person that I am today. And so with no regrets and to appreciate everything. So let's talk about uh, the black community. Just some some things that, that have come up this past week as it relates to black people. So one of the things that I've seen on Twitter is the, the romper talk. And so I feel like black people are the most creative and innovative individuals on the planet of this earth. And we tend to make things our own and we make light of things and can find humor within everything. Um, I've I've seen certain topics turn into humor. And so I just think that a lot of people could be writing, producing, um, you know, being able to do plays, movies. I think that there's so much that can be done with that creativity and, and uh, us make some type of profit off of it. But oftentimes we have places like BuzzFeed who will take what we uh, do and Everything we do is copycatted. Everything that we do is oftentimes looked at. Everything that we do is oftentimes stolen from us. And it's because we don't go out and capitalize on it. Because I don't think that our mindset is on, you know, making money off of something, you know, right away. It's not like, oh, I had, a, you know, I found something funny or I did this, this, and that. And I want to capitalize off it. No, that's not our first thought. But it is the thought of people who, um, I would say, watch us and um, follow what we do. And so with that creativity and innovation of the things that we do, I feel like there's so many people who could be writing comedy skits, who could be producing, who can be, um, you know, just doing various things. I always think about the story of Issa Rae. And so I used to watch her YouTube videos, Awkward Black Girl. And then there was one before that on YouTube as well. I forgot the name of it. But it was years ago. I remember I was up in Arlington at the time, outside of Dallas. And just, you know, that was like my favorite thing to do is watch YouTube, her show. And so just the her watching her path of being this YouTube sensation to, you know, her career now of writing a book and having a show on HBO, just that the the platform that she has created for herself, um, just based upon, you know, posting stuff online. There's so many people on Black Twitter who could be doing so much. And I know the first mind is not to think of how can I um, profit off of things. It's just like you, you like to say, you know, you have quick humor, you have, um, you know, you have a fast comeback and things like that. And some people do want to go into comedy. Some people do want to go into film. Some people do want to go into music. However, there's, you know, there's, I feel like so many people don't know how to start with that. And I would, I would suggest with those people who have that creativity to, you know, talk to people who are already in the field of what you want to you know, go into because there's so many of us on social media who I mean you at this point in time I feel like we can create whatever platform we want based upon you know just doing it like for myself starting this podcast I've been talking about doing this podcast for so long and 
really not wanting to put forth the effort because it was like, oh, it's going to be time consuming. I have to create a schedule. I'm going to have to create an outline. Oh, I'm going to have to produce it myself. Oh, I'm going to have to, you know, try to get guests and things like that. And so I've come up with some great topics that I want to talk to people about. Hopefully next week I'll have a special guest that I can talk to about um, a subject that is very dear to my heart. Um, but just, you know, it's going to take time and for you to develop into what you, you know, what you want to do. You're not like, it's just troubleshooting, right? So it's just like, you know, I work with computers, so it's always troubleshooting of, okay, so let's get through, you know, I'm going to try to do it and that didn't work. And then let's, you know, troubleshoot to get it to the way that we want it to work. So everything that you do, there's going to be some troubleshooting in the beginning. And so I just feel like black people are so talented and so creative that we could, you know, pretty much do anything. If you take some of the content from social media outlets, from Instagram to black Twitter to Facebook, that could be a script in all of itself, right? Those could be movies in all itself, like the things that have been going on. Um, but I just feel like there's so much creativity and so many people are trying to profit off of this. I see so many advertising commercials and things like that. You can see where like hip hop has influenced a lot of them. And so I feel like, you know, when it comes to social media, like some of the times the things that are posted by these Fortune 500 companies, you know, there's somebody behind those companies driving those outlets who are a person of color because you know I don't feel like a lot of um, non-people of color um, have the ability to not just come back as quick but be as savage um, or throw as much shade if they weren't like if you were a person of color yeah you know how to throw shade but I don't think a lot of those people at those companies you know know understand our culture so of course they're going to bring in people who do understand the culture so so when I say that just I feel like we could be capitalizing more on um on social media and things like that so so that was episode five it's a wrap it's been cocoa butter and sunshine and again I am the host Drea Siobhan and hopefully on episode six I'll have a special guest in to talk about youth and independence our black youth paying for their independence um, as they move out of the house and so um, hopefully she'll come on and we'll have a discussion about that uh, it has been a pleasure to talk to you guys and remember even when it's cloudy outside the sun is still shining Sunny. Everybody knows.